things were looking up for the ready boys. I was still gathering the orcish forces with Janessa, while Ayas, Rory, and Telnius were rejuvenating themselves at the Abbey of the Eights. Telly learned the secret history of the divine in Treland, and after being named a bishop by Nyssa, Lady Brit was proclaimed to be queen. She then knighted Rory as her commander. That's right, they added another name to his list. First Knight of the Eagle's Order. I, I still get misty I thinking of that. But anyways, Ayas did his weird vision thing and instead of seeing his Vanya, he saw Nyx this time. And a series of otherworldly things, realms beyond this one that would take time for him to understand. And after Rory and Brit expressed their love for each other and what the future could bring, it were time for Telnius to meet the blind beggar. A dark storm was brewing, and in the dead of night, Telnius met Pinvro. The old master of arts, who was once my peer on the naked lady. His eyes had been scarred by Talon's hot wine, and he said he'd been working with Finn as a spy against the crown. But when he left alone to meet him, it were not Finn he found on Lake Finar. It were his nemesis, the Soyon himself, and Captain Brim Corin. Antithesla had pulled a fast one on Telnius, but that, oh, that were just the beginning. A bell rings out from Adam's port. Ayas and Rory were just being shooed away from the lighthouse by this elderly man, <laughs> and suddenly a bell starts ringing. Another meeting? At this time? What a terrible, <laughs> terrible timing. You hear the gates open behind you toward Penton and horses riding out. At the same time, give me perceptions toward the lake. Oh, it must be a different bell. Yeah, this one's coming from Adamsport, not from the Abbey. That's a nine. Dude, I'm like getting shit. I got a nine straight up. Mm. Me too. You both got nines? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you... <laughs> Jesus. The level of disappointment. <laughs> you both got nines? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed in the rules. <laughs> oh, great. Well, as long as you're not mad. Well, I'll that makes shit. me feel worse, so <laughs> well, let's just... <laughs> That was nine times what I rolled with my first roll. Oh. Ah. 
Halfling luck. Oh, halfling luck. oh, halfling luck. Yeah, that's right. So you guys are looking out towards the lake, and all you see is kind of like an orange ball within the fog, and it looks like it's heading toward town. With your nine, you at least notice, like, oh shit, Asher is uh, Asher is here with Windward. Like, Windward is now docked next to the Valorous Scoundrel, and you see a figure coming down from there and you actually recognize it as Asher running off of off of Windward. And she's kind of like running around town and it looks like she's trying to find her way up to Penton as those horses are coming down the hill. And you see her go into the courtyard and she doesn't see you both. Huh. Hey, that was Asher. Should we go try and find her? I think we should. I mean, I think... Uh... Asher! And I want to try and chase after her. Nice. Wait, uh, where did Telnius go? He whirred off in the boat toward that big orange fireball in this fog. <laughs> really? Yes. Just by himself? Uh, I don't know who he was with. He said he was going to go see Finn, and now there's a giant fireball over there. Finn? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sure they can handle it. Let's go see what <laughs> Asher's doing. Yeah, so when you yelled out Asher's name, she was, like, running toward the switchback roads, and she stopped and looked back. Uh, reminder, uh, Asher is a dark-skinned high elf. She's got purple dreaded hair, and she's very piratey in her attire. She turns around and looks, and she's like, Hey, hey, guys, guys, do you guys see that out there? Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, that's where Telnius just went. He said Finn was out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know Finn. He's I don't know Finn from the New Lands. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I'm pretty sure I was looking through my spyglass. That's a, that's a fire ship heading toward Adamsport. What's a fire ship? And at that point, you hear horse hooves coming down the road. You see uh, Nissa, Henry, and Lady Britt all on horseback. Henry jumps off and says, "What, what, what is going on, Asher? You're here. What? Why are the distress bells ringing?" And she's like, "I was just explaining to these two. A fire ship is on its way." to this port we we need to do something henry says a fire ship oh what i haven't seen one of those in ages dare i say <laughs> dare i say centuries but i'm not that old so i dare not <laughs> yeah we must intercept it or something okay well let's get on a ship you want to go out there i think telnius is out there telnius is definitely out there oh, oh okay all he right said, uh, somebody here knows finn right Nobody, nobody here knows. Okay, son of a bitch. <laughs> I know Finn. I know yeah, Finn. Okay, <laughs> tell me this and went to say he. Uh, the, the, uh, the ship is on fire. <laughs> um, Henry's like, okay, let's think clearly here. I and Asher will take Winwood. Ias, Rory take Valorous Scoundrel. Okay, sounds good to me. Let's go. Let's All right. go. When you go to leave port. Lady Britt joins you, Ias, and Rory on the Valorous Scoundrel. Pirate Queen Henry Locke and Cat Masher get onto Windward. Get that music thumping, because here we go. It, the stress really, levels really are kicking lady. up right now. We peel out of the dock. Yeah. <laughs> we do like a wheelie as we go. <laughs> Skirt! <laughs> the anchors go up on both of your ships. The sails come down, and the black is raised as you all go out into Lake Fainer. As you get closer, go ahead and you can also try from the crow's nest or you can try to use a spyglass or Rory, you could use uh, eagle eye to try to roll another perception check now that you're on the ship and getting closer. I'm in the crow's nest for sure and I definitely take advantage for being 
in our special crow's nice. nest. Do we, do we get advantage? Do I get advantage? On the Are you using eagle eye? Yes. Yes, then yeah. If I had been rolling for this, I would have gotten a nine. What'd you get? I rolled a three and then a four. Ah. <laughs> I rolled a one and then I immediately rolled a 15, okay. which okay. turns into a 35. 21. All right. In your magically enhanced crow's nest, you are able to peer forward and see the fog leers from your vision as you watch a black ship with what used to be black sails now set ablaze. On the side, you do see an, an inscription, Sea Dogs. And this fire ship is heading toward you all, eventually would make it to Adamsport if not intercepted. And you hear screams coming from the ship. You are not able to see anyone, though. That's the Sea Dogs. Those are our friends, right? It sounds like they're in trouble. We're going to have to go in there and get them. Full steam ahead. we got to get to them. All right. Ghost crew, skeleton <laughs> crew, let's go. <laughs> they start working harder than ever. They're not able to focus on keeping their appearance human-like, so you guys are watching these gory, Ooh, skeletal yes. pirates racing almost inhuman because they are inhuman, yeah. up the <laughs> mast. And, and I zip line to the next crow's nest, and then I slide down the mast to the wheel. Nice. Oh, yeah. Give me an acrobatics just to solidify it. <laughs> I hope this is good. Oh, it's a one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. You're, you clip your leg on the crow's nest. Yeah. Flip. Now, nat wanting is never a complete failure on a skill oh, that's right. So that's let's right. acrobatics. So yeah. It's, uh, complete failure. Oh, wait. However, it is as low as you can get. It is the <laughs> lowest you could have rolled for it. Yes. Okay, so it's an eight. Wow, that's still pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eight, you don't fall on your face, but you are panicked right now. Yeah. So this isn't like a clean acrobatics. You're zip lining, you're getting to the crow's nest, stumbling a few feet, and then like, whoop, over the side yeah. and going down the sail. When you land, you, ha- you tuck and roll, but you can tell you kind of landed a little weird. You didn't heard anything but it could have been smoother for sure you look the way that telnius would have looked if he had done it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely R- rory runs up to the the prow of the ship ready to leap aboard the salt the sea dog nice like as soon as we get close and knows what's going on. and i start just whipping the wheel in that direction okay cool what i need is a navigation check from ias cool oh nice nice that is better 18 you are able to outmaneuver windward, so you get a little bit closer. The fire ship is moving slowly, obviously, and your sails are picking up winds. The winds are kind of chaotic, so the wheel kind of turns at some points without you, but you're able to catch it and wheel it back uh, so that you're on course. You're starting to get within 40 feet. Roll me, uh, actually, I'm gonna have Rory roll me perception checks with Eagle Eye again. Uh, so that's going to be a 10. Oh, advantage. Yep. Better. Nice. Better. 18. You see through the flames. You don't see Jacquard specifically, but you see at least four crew members tied to the main mass of the Sea Dogs. <gasps> and they're basically just screaming for their lives in their native Kasanian tongue. Are they on fire? Not yet. But the ship is. Yes, the ship is burning and getting closer. Nice. You're now within 40 feet. Only 10, 15 seconds goes by, and you're now within ability to leap onto that ship. 
Do I see any enemies? No, you just see these four victims tied to the mast, and they're old folks that you, you had sailed with them. You know them a part of the crew of the Sea Dogs. These are werewolf creatures. Okay. They look like they're at one HP each. Abram, we need to stop that ship. Aye, the old harpoon. The anchor harpoon. Keep that thing from moving. And Abram goes back, jumps on it, kicks the lever to unhinge it, and he swings it around, pulls back on the harpoon, and it slams into the hull of the ship. A little too easy, as if the timber has been burning long enough to where this is a very frail ship. But it seems secure enough, because the chain begins reeling, reeling out, reeling out, to the point where the anchor drops out. You watch the Sea Dog ship burning come to a halt. Rory, you're now within range to jump onto the ship. So I turn and look at, like, a group of our skeletons, and I say, You four! Come with me and free those guys that are tied up there. I'm going for Telnius. And then I turn and jump. Okay. <laughs> but give me an acrobatics check first. Okay. I'm nervous, guys. <laughs> this me, is a lot of fun. Me too. I've got a bone chip to my neck. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be 23. 23, you land easily. The four begin to untie the prisoners. They set a gangplank across the fire, and they're quickly pouring buckets of water to try to put out some of the fire, at least closest to them. The ship's lost, but they will at least save these people. The anchor has now, at this point, it pulls the chain taut. The front end of the ship, you, Ias, watch as that harpoon hook went into the front bow of the ship. The chain is ripping through most of the wood, and it looks like the Sea Dog ship is taking on water fast. Rory, where are you going? Where are you looking for? Tell me this. What options do I see when I get there? Literally just the door to the captain's quarters. Okay, so I just barrel through that. Give me a dexterity saving throw. This is going to be really cool. 14. With a 14, that does not save as you open the door and the wind collecting inside this room creates an explosion of fire as it comes out toward you. This room is completely lost to the fires. And that is 13 points of fire damage. Backdraft. Telgius is already dead. Yeah, probably. Well, we tried. He wanted. To, he went out the way he no, wanted No, this might to. be where Telnius dies. Burning to death. <laughs> Gotta happen something. <laughs> you know, like Tesla. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I always thought Telnius would die being a meat shield. I wouldn't mind praying to Telnius. <laughs> so the backdraft knocks Rory just back on his ass, right? And you're, you've got these charred pieces. This ship is lost. There's no getting down to the hull, everything. You hear the wood creaking first, and you can feel the ship leaning forward as it's dipping into the waters. You have probably a minute to get off of the ship. Yeah, this ship is a distraction. And it's it's obvious to me that there's nowhere else to look for Tony's. Yes, this ship is completely abandoned to Rory's knowledge, if not people have been burned alive, but computing in your brain, you're the numbers guy, not enough time has passed for this, for Telnius to have gotten to the ship and for the amount of burning to have, like, taken an entire crew of people. As I stand to look back towards our ship, is it close enough that I could jump back onto it, or should I just jump into the wall? Oh, no, you can jump back on the ship. I'm going to try and jump back onto our ship. Okay, 
at the last minute, as you're jumping across, give me an athletics check. Be an athlete, Rory. Come on. Twelve. It does not harm you, but at the last moment, as you're taking your leap, someone had set multiple powder kegs in the very deepest part of this ship. Ias, you watch as the back stern goes up, then the middle, a second explosion, the very front. Rory, you fly onto the deck of your ship, Valor Scoundrel. <laughs> Rory! Tail feathers on fire. With that, Windward was pulling up and quickly skirts to the side. Ias, you're, you had just kind of blocked yourself from that explosion. You notice that some of your sails are, have caught a blaze from the explosion. Shit. Windward is cutting right, bringing its broadside perpendicular to your ship. Now, what you hear, it sounds like more explosions, but then you look up at the sky, you realize it is thunder. It begins to pour rain. Oh, thank God. Just as you say that, there are then more explosions. They're coming from the fog. Cannons are shooting at you and past you toward Adam's Port. Holy shit. What if the rain was acid rain? That would be worse. <laughs> but come on. Yeah. Damn it. We're like relieved and then we just start melting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Telnius, you stand inside the captain's quarters of a ship unknown to you. Brim Corrin has a blade to your neck. You you can look down and see this the fashion of that dagger, and you know that that is Shadowfang mm. that you had learned about. And Antithesla is standing before you. He says, Do not worry. Your friend is still alive. <laughs> But we must go and speak to him now. What have you done with Finn? Follow me. And he walks past Brim with the blade to your throat as Brim kicks you forward. You go out to the mid-deck of this ship. At this point, the sails have unfurled. There is the image of a black serpent's head, and it looks like it's devouring a flame on the sails. Just going back to memory, this is the image of Brim Corrin's hmm. ship. When you get to the center, Brim begins to speak an incantation, actually, behind you. Do I recognize it? Roll an arcana check. The ship begins to move forward just as he's speaking these words. Uh, Fifteen. You recognize this as some sort of teleportation uh, uh, spell as the ship juts forward with the sails now unfurled and you continue forward, you cut through some more of the fog, and suddenly, you hear three sets of explosions in the far distance, but that's further north to the right of you. You're heading south to the left. The ship is kind of cutting left on fake, fake Lanor, Lake Fainor. <laughs> what a fake Lanor. As you cut through some of the fog, a much larger ship appears to you. It is white. On the figurehead, a skeleton wielding an old rusty cutlass is aimed forward. 
there are over a dozen gun ports on its broadside, and the myriad of sails intermingle with the fog and rain clouds above it. It has begun to rain, and you recall this being the image of the infamous flying ghost, the Hmm. maelstrom ship that Henry took and Auntie Vesla took from her. Wow. As you get a little bit closer, Brim says, It's ready. A sigil at the center of the ship, what you are standing over, you, Auntie Thessala, and Brim are standing on it, begins to glow this bright green. The sigil is, it almost looks like a constellation version of the serpent's head with the flame in the middle, all in a circle. And you three begin to fade Suddenly, you begin to reappear and materialize on the main deck of Maelstrom. Okay, so we just teleported like 100 feet or something. Exactly. Now that you are on this ship, you see it is a mixture of mutinous pirates all about this crew. These are the crew members who betrayed Henry Locke to help start the blight and bring Shantytown into its shantiest state. They're sweet. You look around, no perception check needed. You see Finn on this top level. There are magical chains bolted to the top deck that reach up to his wrists and to his legs. He is on his knees and he looks to you and catches your eye. His red hair looks matted and his eyes look sullen. His face looks gaunt, as if he has not been fed well or treated well for some time. He just says, Tell me us. No. Finn. How close am I to Finn? Uh, You're about 30 feet away. Okay. Um, And I'm assuming he still has the knife or the dagger to my throat. Yes, Brim still has the dagger to your throat. Uh, It's okay, Finn. We'll get out of this. Finn takes a shaken breath and can't make eye contact with you, and he kind of nods but looks away. Antithesla, behind his mask, smiles. He walks over to Finn, drawing a black and silver pistol, aiming it toward his head. He says, I would like to play a little game with you, Telnius. Don't you hurt him. Hey, you gotta wake up. <sighs> what? Hi, uh... Hey. Yeah, you, you can't sleep here at the bar. Look, uh, I woke you up because I'm doing last call. It's like three in the morning. Uh, you got a place to stay? Um, yeah, no, I don't. So, my friend still hasn't come back? No, sorry. It, uh, seems like he's still in wherever that portal took him to. Damn it. He's the only one who knows how to work the portal gun, and now he's just followed... A frickin' pixie into 
Feyland. <sighs> yeah, you know, folks who come to the bar, they're on all kinds of circumstances, and uh, just know you're not alone. Um, they're there. Wow, thanks. Pats on the back really make me feel better about being trapped here without my friend. Yeah, it's the best I could do. Well, I guess I could put you up in one of our rooms. Uh, no charge, given your weird circumstances. Yeah, hey, I, I really appreciate that. Um, real quick, though, I need to get some information to our listeners. I don't know how to do that without a magic user. So far, I've tried letters. I've tried a dog. I've tried so many different ways, and I just have no clue what's getting out there. This is probably the last episode I'll get a chance to talk directly to the people who love the show. I, I just can't miss this opportunity. Well, we could try something. Uh, okay. Yeah, follow me. Alright, this is called a Wooji board. A Wooji board? Yeah, it's definitely what it's called. Okay, I, I trust you. Yeah, okay, well, we're gonna put our hands on it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> My hand's touching your hand, Dax. Yeah, that's the point. And we're gonna close our eyes. Okay, this is fun. Stop. Why are you leaning in? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I misread that. No, just close your eyes and imagine the people you appreciate most. The people I appreciate most. Okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, repeat after me. I, I, can, can, talk to you, talk to you, through this Wooji board. Through this Wooji board. Is it working? I, I don't know. I don't know how a Wooji board works. Okay, well, just say your message and let's see if it gets to your listeners. Uh, whatever the hell you're talking about. Okay. Here goes. Today's episode featured Andrew Palmer as your dungeon master and creator, Colin Allen as Kaloon, Brad Kennison as Rory, Taylor Heidel as Ias and Micah Jordan as Telnius. Alex Pegram ran our sound effects, and Sam Anderson composed our theme song. Please, please let us know how much you love this show by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get the show, because A, we'll give you a shout out, and B, it really helps us with all those crazy algorithms, helps get us into the ears of more potential listeners. 
If you've already done that, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at ChasmQuest, all one word. We will be doing some giveaways for the finale featuring Obsidian Portal, Roll with Advantage Dice, all the sponsors that have helped us through Season 3. And if you're already following us, why not go ahead and take the next step and support us at patreon.com slash chasmquest. And make sure to head over to chasmquest.com for all other links, maps, wikis, merchandise, and a link to join our Discord community. And if you're a patron, you can join our patron-specific Discord community where we run fun events, including a Halloween scary storytelling experience. We're going to be doing that October 30th. So become a patron to participate in all sorts of fun stuff, get bonus episodes, all that. Speaking of patrons, I want to shout out some new patrons, Amber and Targa. Thank you so much for your pledges. And I also want to shout out Daniel, who increased their pledge. I I just appreciate y'all so much. In fact, I'm going to do a quick run through all of our patrons' names because I think that'll help the Wooji board more uh, if I say these people's names. I picture them and I just picture how much I appreciate them and the special place they have in my heart. Okay, here it goes. Yeah, I think this will work. Thanks, Dex. Okay, um, Irene, Ray, Daniel, Matthew, Zachary, Spencer, Sarah, Cass, Gabby, Julia, Alex, Jenna, Target, Met, Gianna, Steven, Matt's girl, Megan, L. Ann, Marlon, Noah, Anna, Kiari, Joseph, Brandon, Amber, and Diana. I'm speaking to you now through this Wooji board, and I hope this message is received by you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our rowdy, rowdy hearts. Uh, everything you give to us goes right back into the show, making the show better buying those exclusive merchandise items for our $10 and up patrons. It goes to equipment that we use and we just can't say thank you enough. Lastly, I want to talk about the goals that we have met. Not only did we meet our $150 goal, which means we're going to be releasing a seasons one through three soundtrack through Bandcamp. If you are a patron, you will get free access to that soundtrack, but it will be available to purchase for all other folks who want to support us through a single purchase. The second goal that we have met this past month was our $200 a month goal, which I did not think we would meet this early, and now I have to write a musical episode. That's right. We are going to be writing and recording a full episode featuring musical composition written, sang by us, the Rowdy Boys. It's going to be fun, funny, creative as hell, and just a blast. Think Buffy musical episode, but in the Rowdy Boys world of Anu. Be on the lookout for that to be released on Patreon to celebrate those who are giving 
And if you want to hear that, like I said, patreon.com slash chasm quest to start supporting today. Um, Dax, how do I end a Wooji board seance? Oh, um, yeah, you just, uh, wiggle your hands back and forth like this across the board. Okay. Yeah. And then you say, I'm done. Uh, okay. I'm done. That's it. Now, uh, you ready to go to bed? I got to get this place closed down. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Um, been working pretty hard, so some rest would be nice before uh, we get to the next season. So, yeah, the next episode is the the last one of season three. Probably won't have a mid roll on that, so this might be it, y'all. It's been a lot of fun, and we'll see you for season four. Can I say goodbye to them? Yeah, sure. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Good night. Hey, you feel that? Yeah? It's moving on its own. Yeah, why do you sound surprised? Have you ever experienced that with the Wooji board? No, it's always just been like a fun game and I'll move it myself and just make it say creepy things on the letters okay it's it's getting to the first letter what do you mean you never have oh okay l o it stopped on v v e Love? Oh, they're communicating love back to us. That's right. Oh, wait, it's moving again. L. Y. C. R. A. F. Ah, god damn it. It's just another promo for lovely craftians who are amazing. And I'm not disappointed, but all right. Well, at least this means someone's still listening. And uh, why aren't you? listening to the lovely craftians we live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity and it was not meant that we should voyage far and yet here we are in defiance of lovecraft laughing through the darkness the lovely craftians is an all ladies call of cthulhu actual play podcast with horror humor and no small amount of chaos set in an occasionally familiar modern day chicago Brought to you by Wampus House Productions and the Penwich Studio Network. You can find the lovelies on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcatcher, or anytime over at lovelycraftians.com. And remember, you never roll sanity alone here. Back on the Valorous Scoundrel, you all watch Cannon Fire coming out. I need you both to make dexterity saving throws. 13. (laughs) Hey, get him out now. Yeah, that's bad. That's going to be a 5. 
you both are going to take full damage as shrapnel flies everywhere, a few cannons striking this top deck. You each take only eight points of damage. Coming in from the left and right, you see two Trailender Navy ships. These are ones closest to you. It seems there are two more in the distance. You can just barely make out their blackened shadows as they are firing on you and on Adam's port. You hear cries coming back from Adam's port as some of the cannons are extending that far. Not many of them. Most of them are falling short, but a few of them are taking out some of the houses. The people are running in chaos as Nyssa is trying to escort them back up to Penton. Mm -hmm. You see, though, these two Trailender Navy ships. One is coming in starboard side to your right. The other is coming in port side to your left. I'm not even going to have you guys roll perception, but on the right, you see a steed standing at the bow of the ship. A weird skeletal face, flames licking up from its eyes, from its mane, the rest of it black as midnight. And sitting atop, the flames reflect off of purple armor, a breastplate with a viper infinity symbol devouring itself. Sir Quincy awaits for his ship to reach the Valorous Scoundrel. While on the port side, you watch on the main deck as it comes into view from the fog, a cage begin to raise from the middle of the deck. A winged creature snaps at the bars. As the gate is released, a wyvern takes to the air. A golden-helmed rider shouts commands to its golden wyvern, the breastplate showing the symbol of the willow tribe of the elves. Roll initiative. Oh my god. I make eyes with Rory. The just, second I see Quincy. Yeah, just Ias and just Rory, sorry. The lineup is Quincy first. The ship gets close, but it gets caught within the broadside cannons of Windward, and you just hear Captain Asher scream out, Fire! And you hear Henry also screaming, Fire! As the Uh, Both the rifles and the cannons are lighting up this Navy ship. Just as the explosions are happening, you all watch as the nightmare with Quincy on top just disappears and then reappears on the deck of your ship. Quincy has his shield and his sword drawn. He's directly in front of Rory and Lady Britt, just as she's drawing her new Infinity Hilt sword. That's his full turn? That is technically the Nightmare's turn. It is now Quincy's turn. What? That's a pretty cool ability. Yeah. When are our horses transforming Mm -hmm. into Nightmares? So he rolls a whopping 11 to hit you, Rory. That fails. All right. He's going to make his second attack a whopping 16. That fails. He swings down twice. How do you? How are you blocking these sword attacks? I just kind of step side to side each time. Perfect. Nice. How dare you come aboard our ship, dude? Rage that shit. And I get well. I I'll have to wait my turn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're next going to go to Ias. You watch as Quincy is on board on your ship, and, but you are also no. watching as a wyvern is flying very quickly toward your ship. You also see that 
the ship that the wyvern left to your left on port side is within broadside cannon range. I see. Okay. Can I tell what color Quincy's eyes are? Give a perception. Okay. Huh. Nope. I don't. Yeah. Not from here. <laughs> the firelight, I oh, mean, well. it's reflecting like they're maybe dark, but you can't tell their exact color. Okay. Can I use an attack and can I command an attack? You can use a bonus action to command your crew because you took the navigation. So I can take two attacks and then a bonus, a bonus action. action. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I pull an arrow, a silver tipped arrow, and I knock it to my elder tree bow and I fire it straight at Quincy, like right around the collarbone area. All right. Give me that roll. That should hit with 21. 21 does hit. Where you watch as an arrow goes into the shoulder of Quincy. And I get him for eight points of piercing damage. Okay. With a silver tipped arrow. Nice. Um, how far away is the wyvern? Wyvern is currently 40 feet away, but it is up in the air. Okay. Um, so 40 feet away, up in the air. I, uh, I'm going to get to that in a minute. I fire that shot, but I then I, I run down the stairs 15 feet to that main deck and fire another arrow right at Quincy. Perfect. Crit. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah. Every finale without <laughs> yeah. a doubt. I've been rolling ones all night. Yeah, yeah you, oh this my is God. making up for it. Yeah, well, but now you got out your weighted dice. Right, yeah. right. Now I'm using my weighted <laughs> dice, and I rolled a one on day. Oh, wait, I get to roll again on that. Well, or no, I don't. Nope, you get the full and then a one. 14 points of damage with silver-tipped arrow. Arrow goes in a little bit closer to the heart of Ooh. Sir Quincy as he reels back a little bit. Not Was not expecting suddenly to be struck with two arrows with his breastplate. You can blame that on his horse. And... <laughs> <laughs> We will go from Ias. Did you want to give out a command? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use my bonus action to command uh, whoever's manning the cannons to take a broadside shot across the way. Nice. You scream up. Abram hears you. Abram screams out to his crew. Now! Fighter, now! And do 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 The cannons light up that Trailender Navy ship. You watch as shrapnel flies this way and that. Men falling off of the ship. Uh, we will then go to the Wyvern's turn, who's going to swoop down at you, Ayas. Ooh, that's only a 14 to hit. Nope, it's the white air. The Wyvern swoops down. You watch as a glaive goes whoosh, right past your head, and it flies back up into the air. We'll go next to Rory. It ends its turn uh, 40 feet in the air again, this time over your ship. Rory, you are within five feet of Quincy and the Nightmare. So I am going to bust into a rage. <laughs> and I'm going to um, swing my hammer up right at his chest in the same area that Ias has hit with an arrow twice now. Nice. And that is going to be a 16 to hit. 16 does not hit. Ooh, his wow. viper shield comes down and tonk knocks your hammer to the side. Okay. When that fails, um, rather than just doing the same thing again, I'm going to try and, like, spring off of some of the the ship, like, the mast, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to try and grapple him off of the nightmare. 
Give me an acrobatics check. Oh, I'm sorry, an athletics check. Uh, that's going to be a seven, uh, 18. Unfortunately, he remains on. When you go to tackle him, he leans back and he stays on his horse as you land on the opposite side. Oh, so I just like missed him completely? Yeah, he remains on with a 22. God, yeah, he's, he's strong, dude. Strong. He's a, he's a strong boy. He's strong. Um, we are then going to go to Britt's turn. She's going to try to stab forward at his leg. And now that she is stepping forward to attack, you're now flanking with Brit. And she just screams, you bastard! Nice! Rolled a 19 and an 18. Hell yeah, that's a good year. She definitely hits. (laughs) And she's going to do a d6 full damage and a d8 of radiant one. And so that's going to be nine points of damage total, one of them radiant. Did they notice anything about the radiant damage? Yeah, it doesn't make a difference, but it's cool. I mean, it's a thessalon weapon. Maybe one day. Sweet. So we then go back up to Quincy's turn. He's going to swipe down at this time Lady Brits. Ooh, 17 does hit Lady Brits AC. She is going to take... <laughs> oh no! Oh, that was a lot. <laughs> there, that's our queen. That's ten. Six. Not my queen. <laughs> Is is my only queen. That is Thank yes, queen. Eighteen points of damage. It's a lot. But she succeeds her Constitution saving throw, so it is not her. It, her maximum hit points are not reduced to that new uh, maximum. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait. So you're saying that if if she had failed her max, she couldn't even be healed for that? She would have gone from, because she was at 60 minus 18, 42 would have become her new max. That happened to Althea back when Quincy attacked in episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. And so he attacks once. It creates a gash across her face and across her chest and leans forward as the necrotic energy inflicts her. And then he's going to stab straight down at you, Rory. Rory's pissed. Yeah. um, (laughs) This is only a 14 to hit. No, that doesn't hit. Okay. Yeah, so how do you block this one? But were I able to take your damage, Lady Brit, I would have. (laughs) (laughs) I would gladly have exchanged. Sir Rory, a new voice (laughs) emits from your bullets. Uh, I just deflect it with my shield. Nice. Perfect. And we're going to go then to Aias. You know what? I'm going to take my fight higher. I, uh, I reach up to my chest and I tap it twice and I cast jump and then I I leap up to the netting heading up to the crow's nest. Nice. Give me an acrobatics check just to see how smooth this goes. Sure. It's good. 23. Yeah. Okay. You are like literally skipping ropes on your way up like three three pieces of nets <laughs> on your way up. No, not, skip, not jumping rope. <laughs> you get, uh, you're going for the crow's nest. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You're up there and you are almost like dead eye with the wyvern. They're only 10 feet away. Oh, beautiful. I use a bonus action and I use my action surge. <gasps> yeah. And I rip the bow back again. And I, before you release an arrow, you see them look up almost like in shock 
And you see the face. There's something familiar about the face. It's not anyone you recognize, but there's just a familiarity. There's freckles on the cheeks and long red hair uh, going out from the golden helm. I know exactly who this is. Okay. I pull the bow back and I just, I fire a shot at this person's thigh. Okay. Just, just blam right down, downward onto the thigh. And with, with the higher ground, do I get anything? You get advantage, okay, yes. Okay, cool. That makes me feel better. Oh, don't be a dick. <laughs> this isn't going to be good. Nope. <laughs> I knew it. 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 Spinning is now illegal. I missed with the first one. Oof. Um, so I go again, and I okay. rip another one back. Yeah, you're looking for an 18. Crit. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck. What? Fuck yeah. I don't wow. even. And I, I go even. again. How does he die? Yeah, the first one misses. This one, I'm like going right at his thigh, like mm-hmm. right where the right where the leg meets the joint. So that's going to be with 19 points of damage with the silver-tipped arrow straight to the in between the thigh and the hip. Fuck. Yeah, he screams out in pain as you see him trying to, like, wrench the arrow free from his leg. Nice. And then, yep, that's all I do. Okay, great. And we'll go next to his turn. He's going to he's gonna go, yeah, and bring the wyvern up to you. The wyvern's actually going to t- make an attack on you. It's going to bite. Ooh, that is a 23 to hit. That is eight points of damage with the bite. It is then going to attack with its stinger. That is also a hit. It is a 24 to hit, and it does 15 points of damage. Make a constitution saving throw. Wow. Hopefully you pass this The stinger shoots up into your right rib cage, slips right between the bone. Uh, Another 23 points of poison damage on a failed save. That's too much. The rider is going to forego his turn to pull the uh, arrow out, and the DM is going to take a little bit of mercy on you. Uh, we cut then <laughs> back to Maelstrom. On the deck, Telnius, you are caught between a rock and a hard place. You are in the midst of the fog. The only other ship you can see is Brim Corrin's ship, and even that has begun to sail a little bit further south. Uh, not with a great speed, but at this point, you do hear cannons blasting back towards Adam's port. Which, that that's north of me yes. currently, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Antithesla cool. has just said, I would like to play a game. And he says, there are sins that one must atone for. The way you take others' lives when... We serve one who wishes to extend and give immortality. It is fiendish what you do. I'm not the one with a gun to someone's head. This is simply a lesson that has been a long time coming for you, young one. There are certain people who have suffered under your powers. Those fathers and mothers who will not be returning to their families because of what you've done. And at this point, you hear a crawling up the side of the ship. Good, innocent Navy men who you sent their 
burning remains to the depths of the ocean before they would ever see their thirtieth birthday. Now is the time when you should come face to face with what you have done. Now I will allow you to defend yourself. But should you use any magic to try to escape or harm anyone other than those seeking simple revenge, your friend here will pay the price. So what what are you saying? You're saying you'll you'll let me defend myself now? Does he still have the dagger to my throat? Yes. Okay. Well, then let's let's do this. One on one, you and me. Oh no. I do not wish to embarrass you like that in front of your old friend such as he. <laughs> it is not I who want revenge. Nay, it is those who have sent to the abyss. And just as he says that, corpses begin to climb over the railing of Maelstrom. Corpses of Navy men who you had burned alive and left to drown or simply be eradicated. A small army of skeletons begins to surround you, Telnius. Um, Sweet. Okay. At this point, Brim takes the knife off. And he begins to step away, and Antithesla nods. The gun, though, it right at Finn's right his head. head though. Okay. You're saying I can use magic, just not to escape. Correct. Yes. Or inhibit the game. Then I want to cast a spell right now. I start to cast. You, you said they're surrounding me, like in a circle. Mm-hmm. Okay, how how far away from me are they? The closest circle is about 10 feet away from you. The next back, 15, and then 20. So, so there's, there's like, like three circles? There's like three rings. There's at least 16 right now. And how far are they from each other? they're not gay. Okay, perfect. <laughs> then I'm going to go ahead and cast Wall of Fire in a, in a ring circle around me centered on the middle ring of, of them. And so they will make both. dexterity saving checks. It is 13. Yes, dexterity saving throw, yeah. Okay. Uh, they no, take the full damage. So, they sure do. Let's go ahead and see. 5d8 of fire damage. So that's uh, 25 Anti-Tesla fire watches damage. this wall of fire go up, and you just hear a low laughter behind his mask. <laughs> Looking down at the deck of this ship, watching as these three rings of skeletal remains begin to shamble toward Telnius, the fire starts immediately in front of you going clockwise. As it goes up, the skeletons that were clamoring for you, some of them still in ragged navy attire, go up in flame and fall at your feet all toward you. The next ones, they keep walking, and so the momentum still has them flinging toward you, but all 16 of them going down all at once. As it's looking down at Maelstrom, there are hordes coming up the sides of 
the ship. As the ring of fire remains, there is one large in particular. As it goes to their turn, every skeleton that enters, even if they're taking half damage, they are still dying. And so we're just watching as two dozen, another dozen, are burning themselves, trying to get to you, seeking revenge just over and over again. But there is one in particular that begins to climb one of the ropes at the stern of the ship. And this one, he is larger. Barnacles are growing at his side. His face you see over the burning flame is watching you as you stand within this protection. He's looking from the back end near the captain's quarters, his decayed face spilling water from his mouth and his bloated skin is almost blue. He has the faint resemblance of Admiral Dumas. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. The one that I drown. (laughs) We are going to cut back to the Valorous Scoundrel. You see the two ships, a third one even pulling up behind it. It's too far into the fog to be able to see, and the rain has started to increase. It was a light pour at first, but now there's thunder and lightning. There's still some fire on the water from the explosion of sea dogs. It's just this mixture of water and flame. Some of your sails are still damaged, one of them still burning in spite of the water pouring down. You, Ayas, and Rory kind of look around. There is a brief moment where there's a little bit of panic that perhaps you have been pulled into something that is more than you could handle. When one of the Trailender Navy ships to the back firing on your ship and on Adam's port, we get a view of them, the captain kind of turning around and looking puzzled as a few ships begin to float in the water toward them. It looks as if no one is on board. He looks down and says, What the hell? First mate, come, take a look. Are these reinforcements? I I don't recognize these ships. They are not... They are not trailing to make. These ships pulling in get closer and closer, and before the guy can say fire, the bow of the ship is crashing into this back trailender ship as dozens of orcish soldiers pop up off of the ships and begin spilling onto the deck. The Navy men are screaming. Nice. Nice. Killing them. Come on. Welcome. Ayas, from your vantage point, you hear a rush of wings out of one of the storm clouds, you see eagle's wings. What? Talons at the front, but lion paws at the back. A screech rings out as the front talons claw into the wyvern, nearly tackling it out of the air. You get a brief glimpse of Nika <gasps> Farfeather, who had helped you ascend Rockspire, begin to stab the great axe that she attained from Prince Orin down onto the Wyvern Rider. 
It's for a brief moment, and they almost seem to tumble downward as both creatures gain their flight. Rory, you, and Britt hear a landing behind you as you slowly look back. Did you miss me? Kowloon, yes, it's so great to see you. Hey, hey. we're right in the middle of something. <laughs> Hi. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Kowloon, I'm going to put you just at the top of the Inish line. Did I hear that? Did Telnius hear it? <laughs> Did he play his bagpipes? You can only give it to one person at a time. Yeah, I was giving it to Did he play his bagpipes just now? Yeah. <laughs> That would have been too difficult while you were riding on a griffin. All right, Kowloon, you are 15 feet back. You've got Quincy directly in front of you, and the wyvern is now tangled up with the griffin. Okay, so, yes, I did just give uh, Rory bardic inspiration. That's you, Rory. All right, here I go. They're close to Quincy, Mm -hmm. and I'm 15 feet back? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I just, I run up directly to Quincy, and I'm technically flanking him Yes. right? Yep. Okay. So, I am going to just attack with Gylek. Perfect. Roll with advantage. Why? Why not? Oh, nat 20. Oh, critical oh, hit. That's a crit. Oh, okay. That is the highest I could have possibly rolled. Yes. And my first hit hits him with a 25... <laughs> You rolled full dammy yeah, for the radiant? I rolled full damage for the radiant, full damage for my crit. Oh, so that's... Wow. Oh, my God. Oh that's my wild. God. So does he take double damage from radiant? Uh, no, unfortunately. <laughs> no, but I okay. mean, he's taking double damage from so your fucking is, critical hit. Yeah, so that is 31 points of damage oh. for my first attack. Oh, God. God. That hurts me out of game. <laughs> Holy crap. You literally just stab is- up into, like, Quincy's stomach with Gylek. Yeah, that is the... Oh, my goodness. 31? Just I can roll yeah. with Gylek. Yeah, 31. Way to come in hot. Right. Holy that was shit. awesome. That was really good. And then... Fuck that. <laughs> and then I swing at him again as I yell out, Do not hurt my friends. Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Be nice to have a little help over here. <laughs> Who's that? We don't even know where you are. Oh, yeah, no one. Do they see my ring of fire? I mean, maybe no, it's, it's it's in the fog. Much yeah, <laughs> it just looks like a fire ship. So fling it that down. is a just twenty-two to hit. Yes, that hits. Okay. So not quite as much. That's fourteen points of damage okay, in my second hit. Still Dad, significant. Um, Forty-five points of damage in one round. I'm pretty Holy proud of that. Holy fuck! Okay, after taking that amount of damage, it is now Quincy's turn. He's going to take two... Uh, he's going to swing down real quick with his longsword at Kal'un. That Why? is going to hit, mainly because you just fucked him up, <laughs> stabbing twice into his stomach. He's bleeding profusely, bares his teeth, and stabs down with his longsword. Blah. Half his skin. <laughs> it's blah. Blah. I your... Blood. How many rally boys are there? One, a two, <laughs> a, two a three. You three. are missing someone. Just ah, three. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he hits <laughs> with a 26. And okay, it's <laughs> talking about Max Danny. Uh, not all of it, but just some of it. Yeah. <laughs> Most. Uh, that's 
26 points of damage as he uh -huh. slices down into your left shoulder. The necrotic energy begins to seep into your flesh. Make a constitution con. saving throw. Make a con ship throw. This isn't poison, right? It is not poison. Okay. It's necrotic. I heard him. Necky, 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 necky. He's trying to neck you, dude. Noise! 18. Noise! Uh, 18 saves, so you do not decrease your max HP. At the end of Quincy's turn, the nightmare disappears with Quincy atop it. It does not reappear. What does appear out of the chaos of the orcs taking over the Navy ships behind Janessa atop cast shooting from one of the ships. Uh, Janessa just with her kukris out, going aboard, Navy men after Navy men, just cutting them down, screaming in rage. Past them, though, she looks up and watches a new ship come closer. It is Brim Corrin's ship. It, though, stops before joining the battle as it sees three more ships begin to head toward it. So back on Maelstrom, you are maintaining your ring of fire. After a few more dozen of these skeletons continue running into this wall of fire and just dying at your feet, there are just piles of, of charred bones and remains at your feet, all surrounding you. None directly at your feet, but just kind of slowly yeah, piling. Yeah. The sound of bones clacking together and just falling as skulls roll down some of the, the mounds fills your ears behind the roaring fires. You can hear Antithesla now at a full guttural laugh. <laughs> Suddenly, the admiral, his face, the bloated flesh, peels apart, almost floral-like, like four petals. Small teeth seem to be at the end, almost Demogorgon style. From Stranger Things, not from the Demon Lord. You're not facing Demogorgon okay. right now. <laughs> <laughs> there is a horrible screech emitted as it begins to walk toward you, staying 30 feet away. When you hear this, you must make a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, it's, it's 22. Hey, nice. Oh, no, it's actually 7. It's 25 because I get a plus 7 to wisdom. Uh, you are unaffected by the screech. What? What uh, Do I get a feeling of what might have happened? You realize that like almost like a siren's lure, this would have stunned you for mm. an amount of time. Gotcha. So after screeching, it then runs forward. It gets just to the edge of the wall before it stops its turn, because we then cut to your turn, because that is as far as it can run. So I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. While there's a, a ring of fire surrounding Telnius, he locks eyes with that ad admiral. He moves his hands in the somatic necessary movements, and out of nowhere between him and the Admiral a white gold glowing hammer appears and slams down swinging on the head of the Admiral. Go <laughs> 17 to hit. 17 hits. Nice. nice. Alright. 
So that's eight points of damage. During this whole exchange between you and the Admiral, skeletons are still crawling up the sides of Maelstrom toward you. It's almost as if it stopped being personal and as if these things are being summoned from somewhere else. Like, these are probably not things I have killed. Exactly. Okay. Perhaps um, this being Lake Feanor, where the great burning had happened, perhaps bodies of those jumping into the waters Hmm. uh, many, many years ago. God. Telmius has killed a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) That as well. Like, there was a good couple dozen that were for sure Telmius's doing. The Admiral then grimaces at taking this hit, pulls out its sword, and bursts through the flame. Deck save of 17. Yeah, he saves. And so, so he takes half damage, so it'd be uh, 12. 12, 12 points, points of damage. He takes the damage, but you can also get this sense of cold, deep water, like the deepest depths of the sea. It almost feels like as he lands in front of you amidst the bones. Mm. Davy Jones, Walker. When he is within melee range of you, you automatically take seven points of cold damage. Okay. Just from the bitter coldness emitting from his body. I still maintain the ring of fire. Ring of fire. He then is going to attack with his great sword. Fourteen to hit. Fourteen does not hit. Nice. How do you block it? Yeah, I I bring my hammer up and uh, catch his sword on my hammer and fling it down, the sword down. As it flings down and as you meet eyes from behind him, it is almost as if his long, like longish hair suddenly grows out into a tentacle and goes to smack at your face. Cool. That's not good. Uh, that's 26 to hit. Oh, yeah, that definitely hits. Okay, for sure. you are going to take 11 points of necrotic damage, and you must succeed a constitution saving throw. Okay. Well, I don't think I save on the constitution. I rolled an 8. Mm-mm. Your max hit points have been decreased by 11. By 11. So I've taken, how, what, what was the cold damage? 7. 7 and 11. Oh, thank heaven. So 18 points of damage total as we end its turn. You hear from behind you, Antithesla gives some type of orders as you hear a panic go about the crew around you, but you are so enveloped by this going on in front of you that you're not sure what's happening. Somebody takes a running start, and it sounds like they leap off the ship but they do not crash into the waters. We then go back to the Valor Scoundrel. Brimcorn ship appears just at the edge of the fog and the battle happening between the orcs and the Trailender Navy ships. And flying past his own ship, you see Brimcorn just mid-air. He has his hands to his side, his cape flying with the chaotic winds of the storm. His right hand, he holds Shadowfang. His left hand seems to be enlarged, as if reflecting the light of the fire as he gets closer and closer. A gauntlet reflecting a purple sheen 
there is webbing between as he flexes his hand out and grips it closed. Strange necrotic energy begins to flow around the gauntlet as he is speaking in abyssal an incantation. Something begins to emerge from the waters before your ship, the Valorous Scoundrel. What you guys watch are first metallic-like tentacles, ginormous tentacles flying out of the waters, multitudes of them. At the front of your ship is the gargantuan head of an undead kraken that has been re-fortified with some kind of construct. Grimcorin continues to fly, leaving your ship with the Kraken, and he begins to fly toward Windward, where Henry awaits. 